0: What's good, my amazing friends? Welcome to The Remedy. I'm your host, Sarah Amazing Grace. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. You guys, I'm so stoked to be hanging out with you guys each week. Uh, It's been such a blessing to me to hear from you guys, your comments, your questions, everything. Hey, if you guys want to keep the conversation going, if you have a question, if you have a comment, or maybe you have a topic that's been weighing on your heart, go ahead and send me an email to asksarahgrace at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you guys. The power of life and death. We take supplements and we try and make the best choices for our health with each and every bite, or at least most of the time, you know what I'm saying? We wash, we use soap, we try and have as much all natural product as we can. We go to the doctor, we go to the dentist, we get our hair done and we buy makeup. I mean, the YouTube beauty community is like billions of dollars strong. So I know that a lot of you can relate to exactly what I'm saying. We want to feel good and we want to be happy. We desire health for our bodies. We do as much that is within our power to achieve the very best for ourselves. I bet you didn't know that the Bible says that the power of life and death is in using Dr. Bronner's. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) The power of life and death, the Bible says, is in your tongue. We often neglect or even gloss over this most powerful passage that you can harm yourself and others by your tongue. I mean, no, not because the tongue is the strongest muscle pound for pound in the body or because you can roll your tongue into a taco. I mean, no. <laughs> the power of the tongue lies in the words that are spoken from it. Did you know that the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 1, that the power of life and death are in the tongue? and that those who love to talk will reap what it says. What you say can have a direct effect on your health, your well-being. Sarah, that sounds like some new age guru stuff, right? Like some woo-woo, imaginary, made up. uh Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. No, this is actually the wisdom of King Solomon. Solomon also drops that same wisdom again in Proverbs chapter 15. He says that a glad heart, A heart makes the face happy, but a broken heart crushes the spirit. There's power in your words, power to bring life to yourself and others, but also power to bring death. I've realized that I have to be more intentional with the things that I say to people or even to myself. The words of your mouth are powerful. I mean, you can lift someone up. You can make them super joyful with just one word. Or you could actually destroy their heart. I'm sure you've heard that schoolyard saying, you know, like, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. But I offer actually a twist to that nursery rhyme. I mean, one that my dad would often say. And I feel it's a more truthful perspective. That sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can break my heart. Man, I sure miss my dad. My dad passed away into glory nine years ago. I cannot believe it's been that long since I've talked to him or seen him. I would go to him with life's issues. And man, he always had these golden nuggets of wisdom that he knew exactly what to say. He's gone now. But that source of the wisdom that he would tap into was the Lord. And in the book of James, it says that anyone who lacks wisdom can ask God and he will freely give it to you. Freely. Isn't that rad? Anyway, New Age has us twisted into thinking that this concept is theirs. And, you know, as Christians, we've shunned that New Age. But really, the problem isn't in the product. The problem is, is that they've removed the creator from what they've called the mind-body connection, this connection of thoughts or words and how they have an effect on people. But God created it. It's an incredibly perfect system. There's all kinds of books out there. New Age, trying to take credit for this incredible system, but it was God's design. Relying on your own power and not giving glory to the one in whom holds the power. That's the problem. God is the one who made it, and it's amazing. So stop relying on your self-feels and instead get on board with the creator facts. For anyone listening who says that, Sarah, this is woo-woo. Show me some science. Well, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the placebo effect. At least that's what science has put a stamp and called it. What's crazy is that people often poo-poo something like, oh, that's just a placebo, as if that's somehow not good enough, or that that's not actually way more amazing of a concept than using a drug or something that science has created. Science has actually only just begun to understand how powerful our minds actually are. The placebo effect is amazing that you believe something so much that your body does it, that's incredible. That's a system that was put in place by our creator. That's the power of life and death that lives in our tongue, in our words. I'm going to give you guys an example of how powerful our minds are. It's a tragic one, so hang on. One of our dear family friends, this woman, she even babysat me. I'm going to call her Sandy. Sandy was incredibly talented. She toured the world as a gospel recording artist. She has performed with Dolly Parton, Andre Crouch, and the Mandrell Sisters. And Sandy was so fun. She had the best laugh. Anyway, Sandy dearly loved my family and always felt such a deep connection with all of us. And we did with her. She really looked up to my dad, especially my dad, who was her friend, but also her pastor. When my dad died, it was heart shattering for her, so much so that she went into a deep, deep depression. During that time of depression, she then suffered another major loss, the death of someone that she was in a relationship with. I mean, I don't know exactly what happened next, but somehow in this depression, she convinced herself that she too was dying. Her kids, who, you know, are now adults, they're, you know, my age, came to her rescue, and they loved on her, and they took her to every doctor. But Sandy's mind had become so obsessed with her death, I mean, she was physically fine. The doctors could find nothing wrong, but she had convinced herself otherwise. And man, it was so hard to see her like that. But then her organs actually began to shut down, and her heart actually began to fail. Again, the doctors had determined there was nothing actually physically wrong, but her body was listening to this internal narrative and actually started to shut down. Her body listened and Sandy, she died. She literally willed herself to die. The power of life and death is in the tongue. The tongue doesn't just mean the words that come out of our mouth that hold the power, but... It's the thoughts that you think in your head too. I mean, the words that you speak to yourself in your own thoughts all day long, they can bring you life or like Sandy, it can destroy you. The things that you think to yourself in your mind, would you ever say those things out loud to someone else? Probably not. I know I wouldn't. So taking those thoughts that you're saying to yourself captive and changing the narrative to speak truth to you, even your own self is so powerful. There's a reason why some people find it necessary to write affirmations on post-it notes and stick it around your house and on your bathroom mirror when you very first wake up. Oftentimes we need a wake up call against all of those negative thoughts that ruminate around in our heads. The enemy, he sure does love to convince us that those negative thoughts, the ones that you're thinking at night when you're laying in bed, or that negative self-deprecating narrative that you've been telling yourself is true, he loves to convince you that that is the truth. But you know what? The words that you speak to yourself, most often, they do become your inner dialogue. So make sure that the narrative is God's truth. And sometimes that takes an actual effort to change that narrative. So make sure that that is God's truth, not enemy lies. In the world that we are living in, there is no shortage of negative narratives that latch on to each and every one of us. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone has a narrative that goes on in their mind, a voice that latches on to whatever insecurity we might possibly have. We might have a similar narrative, or it may be something completely different. For me, my narrative is that I'm too fat. I'm not skinny or petite in size. I never have been. I mean, when I was born, I was almost 10 pounds. And I have spent my entire life trying to shrink who I am and how I look to please others. Man, I have jogged, I've struggled with anorexia. I know the calorie count, the carb count, the fat content, the Weight Watchers point value of almost every food on the planet. I can tell you from across the room what four ounces of meat looks like or an ounce of cheese. Food scales? I have them. I've worn those suckers out. I mean, I have been to bed hungry most nights of my adult life, only to wake up the next day where someone else has a new diet advice for me. Or maybe they don't believe me that I've counted every morsel that I've put in my mouth because as I've heard from countless fitness know-it-alls that it's quote-unquote, it's as simple as calories in or calories out. And if it's not working for you, then the problem must be you. Man, I've done every exercise program, diet plan out there. I have willpower like you can't even imagine. I have done injections, pills, you name it. I have cried myself to sleep more times than I can count, because there's some image of myself that I feel like I need to achieve before I would be happy to start living my life or be acceptable to myself or actually acceptable to other people. I've been thick, thick in my life, but I've also been super svelte. But I'm never skinny or petite. I'm five foot eight, and I have linebacker shoulders, and I have a body that's curvy like an hourglass. I've often referred to myself as Jessica Rabbit, but you know, sometimes that rabbit has just a little extra fur on her. You know what I'm saying? I come from a long line of stout Irish, Scottish, and English warriors and some sub-Saharan African beauties. And that is perfect. Finally, a few years ago, I stopped fighting myself and I told those voices in my head and the voices that came from other people that ruminated in my head to shut the bleep up. Man, an older friend of mine used to say, God made a beautiful flower garden. He made some of us tiger lilies, and some of us were wispy daisies or delicate little pansies. Some he made voluptuous like hydrangeas or many layers like dahlias. How boring would that garden be with only one type of flower in it? It's that variety that gives it its incredible beauty. So true. And man, I am damn proud to be that dahlia. You know what? Eat healthy. Move your body, but love who you were created to be. You were created unique. There ain't no only round holes, man. Sometimes there are square pegs and sometimes you're a triangle, and that is amazing. Thank you, God, for making each one of us different and perfect. If you're one of those people out there whose mind is still stuck in a place that one size fits all, man, it is past time to lay that aside. Your words matter. Your thoughts are powerful. I mean, not just your thoughts over yourself, but what you say to someone else can cut them like a knife. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at you, keyboard warriors, internet trolls. We've all come across them in the comments. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, maybe you are listening to this and you are one. If you're saying things online that you would never say to a person face to face, man, don't. Sometimes these internet trolls, they say such wicked things, such slashing things that are meant to harm another. It's so terrible. And I hope that this isn't you. But if it is, please stop spreading that poison around. Give your life to Jesus and let him heal what is broken inside of you that is driving you to harm others. What you're doing is bullying straight up. And it's disgusting. So knock it off. You are loved, so let the Lord heal you. But know that the flippant things that you type in the comments that you think nobody sees, or, or maybe you're doing it because you're so starved for attention, and you want to see people's reaction to you and, and see people come at you for this, you know, no reaction is bad reaction. Do you realize that your comment could actually kill someone? That your words have the power of life and death? There is a huge rise in suicides because of cyberbullying. It's huge. It's a major thing that's happening right now all over the world. Kids, adults, young and old, it doesn't matter anymore. People are being so harmed by someone else's words that they choose to cut their lives short. It's tragic and heartbreaking. Your words could bring life. So choose life. Use your power, the power of the tongue wisely. So then you say, Sarah, how do we overcome this narrative? This narrative that is going on in our minds that is harming ourselves and the narrative that then comes out of our mouths and harms others. How do we change that? Well, the remedy, my friends, is always found in God's word. And today we're going to be reading from Philippians chapter four, verses six through eight. My friends, I want you to read along with me in your Bibles. I want you to open them up biblical illiteracy is epidemic nowadays and while i'm going to read you the scripture now i want you to read the word of god do you want to be made well you need to know what god says i can tell you but you need to know it for yourself the bible says that thy word god's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and when we dig into god's word then our paths become straight. Our paths become clear. The light is turned on. No longer are we fumbling in the dark. So open those Bibles, dig into God's word, but we're going to read from Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 8. And the remedy for this is don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that you've done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we could understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then the author of this passage says to his dear brothers and sisters one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. My friends, if you want internal peace, it's found in filling your mind with God's truth, with the truth truth. It's thinking about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. If you have to tell yourself and tell that voice inside to shut the bleep up, then do it and then fill it with the word of God so that what's ruminating around in your mind and what spills out of your mouth is life. Man, until next week. Keep your thoughts and your words brimming with life. You are beautiful. I love you guys. Peace. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe. New shows coming at you each week. If you have a question or a comment, send them to Grace at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.